I was the first person running to the altar because I wanted to know more about that. I was in tears, I was, God was moving, and I wanted to know that Jesus. That has transformed my life. I used to say, my kids do cross country. I do CrossFit, and my husband does crossword puzzles. Hey! <laughs> Well, hello, everybody. Hope you are doing well. Uh, your host, Jason Dennis, here with another episode rendition of the Run the Race podcast. We talk about fitness and faith. You find us on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple. You can go on there and uh, write a little review at the bottom of that uh, app. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, and and so we can keep on uh, doing this. And so uh, we treat it like a ministry, really. It's, it's a great way to talk about things that I'm passionate about, that you're passionate about. Uh, sometimes we talk about, uh, we get into a little bit of a drama here. And in fact, our guest today, Valeria Marto, uh, owns and operates Drama Kids International here and in, of Greater Columbus, Georgia. It's an after-school literacy enrichment program that builds confident speakers through the use of drama. Now, Valeria and I have known each other for uh, probably about 15 years or more because our sons went together to uh, uh, elementary school and they went together to high school. And now my son is at the University of Georgia. Her son's at Georgia Tech. So they're, they're rivals now, I guess. <laughs> but they're both uh, they're both great kids and uh, we have daughters as well. And um, so uh, it's, it's great to kind of been getting to know her and her uh, husband, Augusto, for many years. Um, theater has been a big part of Valeria life since childhood. She studied acting and participating in several productions in Brazil. Uh, that's where she grew up. She was born in Sao Paulo, Brazil, moved to the U.S. in 1996 to marry the love of her life, which I mentioned, Augusto, Gus, who was living in Arizona at the time. And then they ended up a little over a, a year later, uh, married and coming to Columbus, Georgia. And then in 2001, um, a year after she graduated from Columbus State University, she came to know Jesus as her Lord and Savior. Uh, being raised Catholic, we're going to talk about how her faith, that journey, has changed and impacted her life. Um, and uh, like I mentioned, she graduated from CSU with a business degree, worked in uh, corporate communications for a global company, Tesis, for eight years, but really had that passion for drama and helping kids and um, all kinds of things. And so uh, we're going to talk about uh, you know the, the, the drama part of things, her faith, uh, being from Brazil, she is very passionate about fitness as well. CrossFit does that on a regular basis, uh, but I also want to talk to her about uh, summer travel because her and her husband, uh, fast forward now, they have opened up a, uh, a new uh, company called Planet Fun Travel, where they help people all around, uh, you know, kind of, it's called it's like really a dream vacations franchise. And uh, they really help organize and lead group travel, helping people go wherever they want to go. So, Valeria, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Jason. Yeah. Well, I wanted to start there. You know, uh, we talk about faith and fitness, but we also talk about kind of seeing the world. And uh, you're from you know, Brazil, but you, I think you've spent more time in America now, right, than Brazil. Right. And so um, you and your husband have this passion for seeing the world and helping other people do that. Uh, where does that come from or what is uh, you know, how do you think travel uh, helps open people's eyes? So I can use my own life as an example. And I grew up very simple in Brazil. Life was very simple, very humble. Um, my mother was a single parent. My dad passed away when we were very young. So um, we didn't have a lot of opportunities. As a matter of fact, I lived only an hour from the beach, an hour and a half. But I only went to the beach when I was 10 years old for the first time. I had never traveled to the, to the beach until then. When I was 17 years old, I was working full-time. 
while in high school. And um, there, I was working for a bank at the time, and it was World Cup. And I don't know if you know a whole lot about Brazil and the World Cup. Well, soccer slash football, <laughs> I guess. But it's like a big deal for, for Brazil. And so there was this huge, the whole country, you know, just it revolves around the World Cup. So in 1990, I'm aging myself here now, <laughs> <laughs> I um, won a trip to Europe for 20 days, and I could bring somebody, so I brought my brother with me. And we went to Europe, spent 20 days. I had never been on an airplane, had never left Brazil, never dreamt I would leave Brazil one day. And we, I didn't speak any languages but Portuguese. So we went to Italy, we went to Germany, we went to Egypt, we went to so many countries. I loved it. And I came back a different person. And so I knew right then that traveling would uh, just change anybody's life. Um, years later, I met my husband in Brazil at work as well. and. Um, and then I didn't think twice about just coming to visit him in America when he came back. Uh, it was just, it wasn't scary anymore. I had been outside the country and it opened my eyes. I do feel that traveling will teach you more things than you can possibly learn in, through books or the internet. Um, and it just, it's a great way to, to go experience and see new things and appreciate um, the world and as well as your world. Yeah, because I know I've been on, um, I think, about eight or nine mission trips overseas uh, to places like Haiti and Mexico and Turks and Caicos and Jamaica and, and where we are doing work, building something like a church or something like that. And, and going there and seeing how other people live and seeing other cultures uh, really gives you a different perspective on America or, you know, the, the state of Georgia where we live, you know. So does that, you think that is very valuable for people in terms of maybe appreciating what we have? Absolutely, yes. And my own kids, they're Americans, they're born here and this, you know, and but from the very beginning, my husband being from Portugal, he grew up in Massachusetts, but he's from Portugal. Um, and we both knew that we wanted to raise our kids tra traveling, that that was more important to us. And that was way before we talked about opening a travel business. We said, we're gonna make sacrifices to take our kids to visit our countries, to, to see the world, because we want them to understand how privileged they are, not in a sense of, you know, they have no problems. They do. We have real problems here. Uh, but, but it's different. Like how, um, you know, we have AC, yeah. <laughs> central AC, you know, <laughs> that's a luxury. Yeah. That's a luxury, you know, and everybody has access to those things here. And it's really a dishwasher, you know, it's not something that everybody has out there. Um, and so that's, that's, that was our goal that we would raise our kids traveling yeah and it's called planet fun travel so obviously you know as folks are maybe some people are still planning last minute summer trips or fall or 2024 trips and cruises and um you know it's it's all about fun as well i mean you want to you know see the world get your perspective and and see you know other cultures but just having a good time because when we're only here for a short time you know and so w w how important is that for you to kind of help other people to have that fun you know in somewhere else oh i love it um we we've been privileged to to take groups with us to europe um on cruises uh and you know just different places new york and um I always love to just to make it about you know they have their own time they can do their own things but we all we always w want to do stuff as a group we feel like um, 
even like if it's a part of your day for evening time during dinner you go and you see familiar faces and then uh, maybe you go to you know have a drink afterwards or uh, there's a scavenger hunt that we plan if we, if we go on a cruise for the for the group to get to know each other maybe there's a party for our group only that we get to reserve because we have a group so those little fun things are things that we plan for our groups yeah do you find you know is financial you know is that a, a kind of a it can be an obstacle for people traveling sometimes or yes absolutely and so when we started our, our business we uh, we wanted to be able to um help everybody travel so um we work with people that that will come to us and say i really want to go here but i can't afford and so we kind of talk to them about different ways to like plan ahead uh, financial, we, we finance trips for people, like we help them. Uh, well, I want to go here and it will cost me, you know, this much, I don't have it, but that could afford uh, a monthly payment plan. And so we work with a lot of people on that. Um, when you travel as a group, there's also incentives where you get, a, like we went on a, we went on the, with a, a group of 70 people in May. We took them on the Wonder of the Seas to the Caribbean. And um, I think it was, I, it was something that, a cruise that would be over four thousand dollars a person. Our people paid fifteen hundred, or for a balcony room, and so a lot less. So, and we couldn't believe because we locked them a couple of years ahead so we can market, so we can get those monthly payments coming in. And so by the time people look, and if you think about traveling next month, it will be a lot more money. Yeah. And so the planning that goes behind it, uh, and just no planning ahead of time. And, and and putting the payment plans in will help people to you know get a better deal as well yeah now you're from Brazil and your husband from Portugal but in terms of traveling somewhere from America to mm -hmm. somewhere else could be even somewhere in America or yes oh, yeah. what, what um what's your favorite place that you've been to mm. <laughs> or maybe it's hard I'd to say, choose well it is hard to choose I've been to a lot of fun great places but my most favorite city I've been there twice one when, when I was younger and then now just last year is Venice Italy I love Venice uh, it's magical I've been to a lot of European capitals I've been to a lot of you know different places in the US as well and in South America but in Venice is different there's nothing in Venice that you'll find anywhere else yeah and I mean great food I mean amazing culture food. And amazing yes yeah yeah and, everything and then the scenery you get to see all around the you know the country I mean you talk about broadening people's horizons yes. um, and you kind of seen you know and and all the scenery you see and the, the landscapes especially kind of going on maybe hiking or going on trips where yes. you see from up above and that's really God's beauty I mean all around the world and around earth yes. we see what what God has has created um, for you is that something that has as part of your faith as well in terms yes. of getting to see things that that you know as much as you can while you're here yes absolutely yes and one of my dreams was um, to go to Israel, and we are gonna get to do that next month. Great. So we've been really hoping and praying that that would happen, and, and so we're really excited. It's just gonna be the two of us with a group of people from other countries, and um, we will, uh, our goal is that we'll um, learn and, and, and experience just being there and, and going through you know the steps of Jesus and experience all that, but with the goal of one day being able to form our own groups and take them there. Yeah. So, and I know a lot of churches do that. And so we, you know, it's, it's fun and uh, it's just a whole different kind of fun to go to Israel. And it's one of my 
bucket list items. Actually, the number one on my bucket list <laughs> that I'll get to do. That's going to be amazing to share that with, with guests as well. And yes. I got to go about nine or ten years ago with a group of pastors from Georgia, and we spent a week there, and it was just amazing to see the things because you can read about it in the Bible, but to see those places come to life and you are yes. walking there and seeing, you know, um, just the, the different countries and, and how people live. And, mm-hmm. and you've got the, the, the Muslim population and the Jewish population mm-hmm. there and just really opened your eyes. Um, and, and for you, you know, um, you know, I, I talked about it in the, the intro uh, for your faith, you know, um, that you uh, graduated from from the university here in Columbus, Georgia. And then a year later came to know Jesus and, and you growing up Catholic. So did you grow up um, in the church or practicing or was it uh, different? I guess when you were in Brazil, right? Yeah. And so it's very uh, interesting because my grandmother was uh, Catholic and everybody else around me were Catholic. Um, my dad was not really into the Catholic Church as much, and so uh, I was not baptized in the Catholic Church until after he died, because but I wanted to be Catholic so badly, because everybody was, and I wanted to be a part of you know the fun things that the, the church was doing, and so I grew up Catholic. You know, it was my own choice and uh, to be Catholic, and I loved. Uh, and the only thing is, I for some reason, I never owned a Bible. Hmm. So I only knew what was told, you know, about, I knew about Jesus and, and about God. And, and Brazil is a very, like, diverse, uh, a culturally and religiously diverse place with lots of different religions. And so I would hear about all these different religions and just think, okay, I just chose this, but, you know, you, you know, and it, they're all the same, you know, like, that's the mentality I had. Uh, came to the United States. And after I graduated uh, from college, I was exposed to a lot of different things that I hadn't been exposed in Brazil as well, moving to the U.S., learning a new culture and all that. Um, and I went through a, a season where I was depressed and scared to die. All of a sudden, I, I don't know where that came from, but all of a sudden, I was afraid of dying. And I had no idea what was going to happen to me when I died. So I started questioning, is is God really real? Is is what I learned and, you know, is, I mean, is that really real? Like, I don't even, you know, how can I know it's really real? Um, so at the time, um, I, I've been starting to have conversations with close friends here and there. A friend of mine gave me a Bible for Christmas and I started reading and a f- co-worker of mine uh, back then invited me to go to a church, to his church for, there was like a, a, an evangelist coming. So there's a magician coming and, and I just need to bring people because the people, whoever brings more people will get, get something. So I'll go to help you out. Yeah. <laughs> so I went. And so when I was there, I heard the message of the cross for the first time. And I had never heard that before. What it was like to not know Jesus, but to not, not just to know of Jesus, but to know Jesus. Right. Personal relationship. Him. Yes. To, to, you know, and so that, I mean, I, I didn't wait until he finished, but the first, I had never heard of invitation. I didn't know anything about about the evangelical church. I didn't know anything about like that there was a call to all. I just know at the end of the, the message, the presentation, I was the first person running to the altar because I wanted to know more about that. I was in tears. I was God was moving, and I wanted to know that Jesus. And so that has transformed my life. 
that uh, has been the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, and this was uh, 20 years ago? 22 years ago. Wow, yes. yeah. And, and and so for you, you know, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure God placed you here for a reason. I mean, here you're in the Bible Belt. There's churches all over the yes. place, you know, you're, yes. and you guys have stuck around. Um, and I know for you now, you talk to me about how you have a passion for reaching the unchurched and having authentic relationships. And because a lot of times, you know, we— we hear about witnessing, and it's and it's a scary thing because it's yes. like, oh, just talking about where people are going to think I'm a Jesus freak, or they're going right. to like reject me right. or reject right. him. Um, so, you know, uh, do you feel like you know you have a boldness that you're able to do that? Maybe the opportunities you have doors open through drama kids or through right. Planet Fun right. Travel to do that. Well, I, I just I feel like we have a, a hurting world, and that people need to be loved. And I feel like God called us to be witnesses and not to be the Holy Spirit. So we're not the ones to go out and convict people. So I cannot be your Holy Spirit and tell you what you're doing wrong because that's His work. You know, the Holy Spirit convicts. Uh, What I can do is love you and reach out to you and listen to you and share a meal with you. And hopefully through the way I live, you can see that there is... You know, I'm also going to go through trouble. I'm going to go through stuff. And then my testimony and my life testimony should be able to uh, convince you, not my words. And so I, I don't think I'm like I have that boldness to go and tell people like, but I I like to be there for them. And I like for them to see how I deal with life and how God works through me and through my flaws and how I face obstacles and, and, and do invite them, you know, and be there for them and pray with them and pray for them. I've had a lot of people that I met through Drama Kids that I've invited to church and they are still going to church and they, they wouldn't go to church before. Um, do I think that going to church is the answer? No, I don't think so. I don't think just going to church, you can go to church your whole life and not have a relationship with the Lord. Uh, it's really what you decide to do on Monday morning, not on Sunday morning that counts. It's how you, the first time you face somebody that, that does something you don't like, how are you going to handle that? Yeah, yeah. And things don't go your way, how are you going to handle that? You know, will you let Jesus, you know, show you how to do it? Will you let him continue to lead and sit on the throne? Or will you take over the, tr- the throne and say, okay, now I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And so I think that's the harder is the transformation and um, and that to me was the transformation that happened in 2001 in my life I asked God I said I want to experience this but I don't want a new religion because I really loved my religion yeah. I love <laughs> I was proud because my I, you know it was the whole heritage of you know my grandmother was a Catholic and, and it wasn't about that it was about God if you are really real Jesus if you can you do certain things in my life that I, I've been trying to do and I can't? And once I saw that he did, I had my own personal testimony that Jesus is worth following. He will come and he will do things for you when you ask and you, if you let him. And, and reading the word also, I mean, helped me to see all of the things that I that had access to and I just didn't know. Yeah. You have access to a God that you don't even know if you're not reading the Bible. And, and, and like you said, it's a difference between religion and relationship. And, and some people may not even know there's a difference 
or may you know maybe you're brought up a certain way and, and it, the focus is on the religion yeah. versus on having that personal relationship with Jesus and I know you know as a mom of two um, you know you're you're passionate about your family as well and so uh, both your kids I think uh, your son is there I think they're both teenagers and still yeah. and I, <laughs> yeah. you're holding on to them tight and while, yeah. while you still can um, and so um, is it important for you and, and Gus to to have them um, have them have faith as a priority as well and, and as a family that you teach them, you know, right from wrong and that, like, you know, they have to make their own decisions, right. but to help kind of uh, give them that legacy of faith. Yes, yes. Um, I tell my kids all the time, I say, it's going to have to be your faith. You cannot rely on mine. And you have a choice. You, you, you get to choose if you serve the Lord. You get to choose that for yourself. But just know that the choice you make will impact your whole life. And then you have to, dis- to live with the consequences of a life on your own or a life with Jesus. But it's your choice. If God gave you that choice, who am I to take it away from you? But I do tell them how, you know, if I were you, I would choose this. <laughs> <laughs> Heaven or hell. Okay. Yes. Your choice. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> um, and something that you and, and your family and your, your kids uh, share as well is a love of kind of being physically active. I know that, you know, that Jonathan, your son, uh, has run, you know, cross country in the past and, and stays active and, and your daughter was ran in cross country and track, same as, as our son. Yeah. Um, and so, and you've, uh, I know I, I was there when you ran your first 5K at Country's Barbecue. Was it last year? It or was you, two years before, ago. Two I've years done ago. twice already. Two, two, two 5Ks. Yes. But I know you do CrossFit a lot. So yeah. how important is that for you to, you know, because, I mean, as, I mean, you're, you're still young. Um, but, but as we get up there a little bit, yeah. it gets harder. And you, you know, you can just kind of like easily just rest on our laurels and just say, yes. hey, um, hey, I want to, you know, I've earned the right to kind of hang out and like, you know, and just watch some TV a bunch and, and eat whatever I want to eat. But uh, how important is that for you and, and um, your family in general to, to have, to be physically active and to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, take care of our bodies? Yeah. So uh, it's very important, especially, um, it's always been a goal of mine to work out and to have a healthy lifestyle. And so one of the things that we've always done since we got married was we write our goals for the year. So in January, we always, I learned that from a friend and so I always like to write down my goals. And I would always write down, I wanna be more active, I wanna, you know, be active and I wanna exercise and at least three times a week. I would always put that exercise three times a week and it wouldn't happen. And it wouldn't happen because I was raising, you know, young children, running a business, I wouldn't have time. So in 2017, I had breast cancer. And uh, it really hit me like, like I never thought I, you know, you never think that it's gonna happen to you. And then there you are faced with what you're facing and having to make decisions. And uh, but funny enough that that year before I got diagnosed, I had been working with a trainer. I had found a way to find a small group training uh, lady that that I would that I would see twice a week. And so I was working out with her, then I was diagnosed and I kept on working out. And then I started reading about the importance of putting your, your health first, how the st- stress, you know, can attract all kinds of diseases that, uh, that you know, we need to, to drink more water, to exercise and prioritize. And what I would do before, it was always like, um, um, 
I'm gonna work out today. I would put my clothes on and then go, you know, go to work. Uh, and I had my, but then I would go all day with my gym clothes at the office <laughs> and not go to the gym because I said, okay, I'll go later, I'll go later, I'll go later. Um, when I, because I always thought my, my work needs me. Sure. And I gotta do, I cannot, you know, I have to do this. So when I had cancer, I was in the middle of uh, spring performances, our end of year shows. I was doing summer camps and I had to stop going to everything that I had to go to go to doctor's appointments. Yeah. And I made to all of my appointments and my business kept going. Yeah. And so I was like, why I made time to go to those appointments to, to heal this cancer now? And I wasn't making time to exercise. So I said, you know what? I'm going to always exercise and it will be priority and everything else I schedule will be around that. So I started treating it as doctor's appointments. So I'm going to the gym and I go every day and uh, it's my priority and I will not schedule a meeting for eight o'clock in the morning anymore. I, you know, I'm blessed to be able to do that, but some people that I know that they'll go work out at five in the morning or at six in the afternoon and, and they'll schedule things around it. So whichever, uh, whatever, wherever you are, like, I think if, if you look at your calendar, if you can fit a doctor's appointment, if somebody told you today that you have a terminal illness or not a terminal, but you know, like something serious that could sure. be terminal if you didn't t care for it. And you had to go see a doctor three times a week <laughs> for three months, you would make it happen. Yeah, you would. And you would still have your job and you would still get things done. So, but we don't make time for, for workouts. Yeah. For, you know, sweating and, and getting stronger and building your, you know, muscle mass. And so to me, it became a priority in 2017. Yeah, because I mean, as a busy mom, a busy entrepreneur, people maybe listen to this and think, uh, you know, they're in that same position that like, I just can't find the time. But for you, that cancer diagnosis was, was really a, a wake up call like six yes. years ago, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, now you, um, so you go to the gym every day or every weekday? I do every day. Well, I've, I've been kind of not very good this summer because I've been traveling a lot and I'm here and then I'm doing summer camp. But yeah, every day, I try to do four times a week. Gotcha. And so, you know, some people, and some people, you know, go running, some people play tennis or maybe they go to the gym and lift weights. I know CrossFit something that you do on a I regular like basis. It, yeah. So what, why CrossFit? Because I mean, for some people that, that they see that as it's intimidating. It's very challenging. The oh, box yeah. jumps and all the different uh, wads and well, different things like that. Well, they know. need to come with me. They will not be intimidated. <laughs> because They're like, oh, we see, we see little it, Valeria do if it. If I yeah. can do it, anybody can. I'm not like a, an athlete by any means. Um, I, you, you start, you do what you can. And if you cannot jump on a box, you jump on a plate or you jump in place. Uh, I've made a lot of progress that people can come from all walks of life. And, and um, one of the things that I never thought I could do was handstands, like not like walking, but like on the wall. I, I never thought I could do it on the wall. And I do them now. Uh, or jumping on a box. You start jumping a little plate and then they put two plates. Next you know you have a little tiny box and you go a bigger box. Um, climbing rope, I love that kind of stuff. I like that you, you're competing against yourself. You're not competing against um, the other athletes. And anything, like when you look at CrossFit, uh, you see all those people competing or whatnot, that's not necessarily what everybody else is doing in the gym. Those are the RX athletes. They, you know, they are 
they can do, their bodies are trained to do that. But there's, there are variations, there are scaled athletes like myself, where everything they, they give you, they also give you the scaled version. And then if you're older, like I am now, <laughs> like I'm entering that phase, what they call the masters, where they give you even more uh, scaled versions for things. So your body can handle and won't hurt. But to answer your question, what I love most about CrossFit is the community, mm. is that I don't have to figure out anything. Like, I just show up and they'll tell me what to do and they'll tell me uh, what I can do if I can do that. You know, they give me, they, they'll give you variations. It's just showing up and there, there's a, a supportive community. You make friends. If you start going at a certain day or time, of the, you know, uh, I always go at 8.30 in the morning and the people that I, yeah, I end up getting to know the people around and and it's just fun. It's like if you're not there, they'll text you, hey, what's going on? Everything was okay, you know, everything okay? <laughs> oh, I'm running today or whatnot. But just, it, it creates that community, which is important. Uh, and I don't like to do the same thing every day. So it's different every day. Yeah. Well, now what, is, uh, what does Augusto and the kids, what do they think about mom doing CrossFit? I mean, are um, they, they're, they're like, oh, man, it's awesome. They're like, you're crazy. <laughs> they, they like it. Uh, my kids, they're all different. So I have a joke that I tell. My husband, if he's going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> he will. He will, right? So uh, at some point, I know that my kids did. Uh, I, used, I used to say, my kids do cross country. I do CrossFit, and my husband does crossword puzzles. Hey, <laughs> you got to you got the fitness of the mind. You got you got to do it. You got to do it. Yes. But but I know. But he's run. I know he's no, run he the the run. Boston Marathon. He, right? Twice. Twice. So see, twice, I haven't yes. I haven't done that yet. So he's done more twice. than I have. Yeah. But so. uh, yes, he's. Uh, but he's now. Uh, he's been going to the gym. He goes to a traditional gym where he does legs one day, arms the next day, and he likes that. He prefers that over CrossFit. He's tried CrossFit a few times, and it's a lot, and it's too intense for him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he likes the, the not knowing what you're going to do, which I love. Sure. Showing up, and you tell me, and it's fun, and it's different. He likes to know, okay, I'm going to go to do this. So. For this many minutes and this many right. reps. And he that prefers kind of that. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's good. I mean, different strokes for different folks. Right. And I know that, you know, I um, – did theater in high school and that can be a workout as well yes. you know running around the stage and if yeah. whether you're working behind the scenes with the set or or uh, whether you're the uh, director or or um you know and and uh, or whether you're the, the actors actresses singers um it can be a workout as well so i mean how, how important is that because i, I know I, as i mentioned in in your intro is that you started off pretty young doing this in brazil like you know so i mean do you prefer the the directing or the acting or the singing? Well, what do you prefer to do oh, as Valeria? Oh, <laughs> what I prefer, I love acting. Okay. Oh, I love acting. I love acting. But um, I, I still act when I'm directing. I, I'm acting when I'm, I'm, I'm acting with my students. You're showing them how to do oh, it. Oh, I love doing that because <laughs> I get to do it too. And uh, I, I do love acting, but I, I do enjoy directing and I enjoy directing. Um, we work with kids as young as five all the way to high school, and our goal is to build their communication skills, not to form necessarily, you know, the next, you know, big star. But um, we, we, our goal is to equip them to, to with, with communication skills, the ability to make eye contact and relate to other people, uh, stand up and deliver a message and not be nervous in front of a crowd. Um, but we do 
uh, put on shows, like with our older kids and the younger kids as well. But with our younger kids, we, we do one performance a year. With our older children, the students, uh, middle and high schoolers, they perform twice a year, two shows a year. And I get to teach them personally. Mm. I love that. I love that I, I'm there, you know, the teacher, the drama teacher from sixth grade all the way to high school, if they choose to continue on. Um, and I get to know them and I get to know their strengths and I see them blossoming and growing. Uh, and kids that probably will never act. Uh, Jonathan is one, my son is, uh, is an example. He'll probably never sign up for community theater. He's not, you know, but if you see him on stage, he kills it. He's yeah. great. He, he's not afraid of speaking in public. And uh, in high school, he ended up, um, he ended up being, in his senior year, he was the president of Young Republicans, yeah. of the little, you know, little club that they had at school. He did debate. Debate team, yeah. Debate yeah. was big for him in middle and high school. And now he is uh, working in college as a teaching assistant. Great. And he gets to speak in front of a group of kids. Yeah, about it, what he loves, which is computing, computer science. And <laughs> it's not that's not difficult for him because he's he's done that for many yeah. years. You know, growing up yeah. with Valeria Mardo, you know, and, and drama kids. Yeah. And this is you know these these years when the kids are middle school and high school. It's it's a uh, and some elementary, but you know it's it's these are years of transition. You yes. know, and it can be difficult because yes. you know kids can be cruel, and, and there's a lot of you know a lot of changes happening with your body and, and your mind and. Um, so does this help people like to kind of with those transitions, you know, you're hoping I'm sure, and, and to give them like a, a, an outlet for their emotions perhaps? Yes, yes. So I try to be that, you know, uh, to make our program uh, one that will uh, be open to hear what they're thinking, their ex their vo express their voice, their, you know, what's going on. And a lot of times, you look at a group of teenagers and you're scared, oh my gosh, you know, what's going on? You know, there's a lot going on in middle, middle school and high school. But when you start talking to them, they're just hungry. They're just kids. They're trying to figure stuff out. And the more people they have in their lives that are positive, encouraging, and um, just and loving, the, the better off they are. Uh, we, we try to stay away from anything controversial, like, but we do talk about um, people and emotions and how do you relate to your character's emotions so so um, that uh, that is just um, something that I've witnessed uh, help them to to think uh, more about their own you know life struggles and how to cope with their with some of the things that they're coping with yeah and you know it's uh, you work with the schools with the local mm -hmm. school district and able to kind of like you said kind of follow them for you know six or seven years and yeah. kind of see you know them grow yeah. um, as, as people as, as kids and and uh, get get taller than the rest of us and <laughs> that kind of thing yeah. but you know you you've I mean you know you, you know decades ago we've talked about prayer being taken out of schools and now they there's you know been more and more discussions about the arts kind of leaving school that kind of thing so mm -hmm. for you I mean, how important is that to have, you know, the elements of, of arts or faith or, you know, those kind of things as part of, I mean, we have separation of church and state, but to be able to have the arts and have those cultural mm -hmm. things right. that are part of your school experience. Yeah. Oh, it's very important. Um, I, uh, one of the, the, the biggest thing is, yes, prayer is not in the schools, but if you are in the schools, then prayer yeah. is in the school with yeah, you because you, know, you, you, you can pray, you, can pray. Or you don't have to make a show when you're praying but you can pray you can cover you know cover your students in prayer and they need that and whether they see you pray or not 
you can still pray for them and you know their names and you can pray specifically for things related to your students' lives. And so, and that's, that's what I try to do. Um, yeah, and, and if somebody's hurting, I always, if somebody's like having a really, really bad day, I ask, can I pray with you? Um, you know, will you, you know, and, and they always want a hug and encouraging words. So if that's what it's about, they will always say yes. Yeah. You know, if, if they know they can trust you and that you care for them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, being from um, Brazil and, and growing up there, but then being in America most of, of the years now, what what have you seen in terms of like some people like, you know, well, they you know, kind of see America. Maybe there's a different perspective on America. But what, what do you tell people about America? You know, that now that you're, you've, you've been here a long time and being from Brazil, the importance of, you know, the, the freedom that we have here, you know, compared to maybe other places. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's um, well, um. So having grown up in Brazil, um, I, I was never, I never questioned my freedom as far as, you know, some other countries, you know, uh, uh, would experience. But, um, but when, what we do have something in America that I personally experienced that I did not experience in my own country was anybody can come and, and live the life of their dreams if they work hard. You can build, and I, and I, it's funny because I, I, I would tell my, my kids that if I decide I want to buy an airplane, I mean, it's a big purchase, right? Anybody can decide that they want to buy an airplane. They just need to decide. They need to go study about it. They need to go look and, and learn and, and save money and get to work, and they can't. Now, if you, if growing up in Brazil, I would never think, oh, you know, I can decide I want to buy an airplane. Not that I have an airplane, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's not something that... There are certain, I just use an airplane as a yeah. grand, a grand. Dreams uh, were maybe more impossible. Right, so. right. You know, yeah. you can dream and you can, you can visualize. Okay, I, I want to do this. Um, I have heard our superintendent say this, and I love what you know. And I've, I'll never forget. He said that education or the, the school system is the greatest um, equalizer that there is, and because anybody with an education can do anything they want. And that's true for this country. And I'm not sure it is true for everywhere else in the world because I know a lot of people with a college degree in, in, in Brazil, for instance, and it is really hard for them to make it. But in this country, if you have an education, and uh, education is the, greater, the, the greatest equalizer of people. Yeah. And you, you know, I mean, speaking of following your dreams, I mean, you come come to America and you're working for, you know, a corporate company in communications, total systems for almost a decade, but then you transition and you open up and, and, and lead a, you know, Drama Kids International and now Planet Fun Travel, you know, so you have this entrepreneurship and that you, you know, kind of like you had this dream and like, let's do it. I mean, so what, where does that come from? Is that something that you feel like that you, you know, um, are able to really kind of mold and create things and and and, and kind of and lead them i guess i guess I <laughs> you're know. like i guess so i'll I do okay know. with it yeah. um <laughs> i've always liked i guess doing things and um i've always been in sales uh, uh i've had multiple little part-time jobs in brazil i've had side businesses in brazil i sold everything you can possibly imagine and um 
I would make sandwiches and go sell. I had a breakfast basket delivery business uh, just because I couldn't get a job. And I said, well, let's see what people are buying. And I would go figure figure out a way to make money. Lots so, of so side hustles. So right? a lot of it. That was like my... <laughs> and so... Um, um, the the drama kids is actually an interesting story um, because as I was working at Tesis at, at this you know big uh, corporation, I um, I had my second child and I knew in my heart that I was meant to do something else. I knew in my heart that I wasn't meant to leave both of my kids in daycare all day and continue. And I loved my job, loved working at Tesis. It was, it was a great place to work. I loved my boss, loved the people I worked with, which is kind of hard to say. And not a lot of people say that, but I really did. I loved traveling. I traveled a lot. I did work with Brazil, with Europe because of my language skills. But um, I knew it was time to change. And so I didn't know what to do, but I tried every possible thing, every possible thing you can think of. Um, I, I was on maternity leave after my second child was born and researching what am I going to do. I, I called on a lot of people to see if doors would open and nothing would open. I looked into becoming a realtor. I looked at all because real estate was like the hottest commodity back then. It was realtors made a lot of money and they, you know, I don't know how much they worked, but I was like, oh, I can just work from home, you know, <laughs> drive around showing houses with my kids in the back seat. <laughs> but, but I was like, oh. so that door shut and I was like, I'm not going to do that. And I just didn't know where to turn. So I was praying about, you know, I was praying in church and I went to the front and a lady came to pray with me. And I said, I'm trying to see what I'm supposed to be doing. I know I'm not supposed to be in a corporate job with my two kids in daycare. And I, God's not showing me. Not, a, a door is not opening. I've been knocking and a door doesn't open. So I remember this lady prophesied over me, Jeremiah 33.3. And it says, call to me and I'll answer you and give you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And she said, the Lord is saying that you have been trying your hard, hardest to just come up with something when all you have to do is ask him what he has for you because he will put in your heart what he has for you right. and it may be so great you are not even asking because you can't even think of to you know you cannot you can't think to ask yeah so I started changing my prayer I said Lord show me what what I'm gonna do next show me so I started praying and and seeking the Lord and one day in the middle of worship in my living room I just I'm, and it's it's funny when I to say it out loud, but I've you know I've said it multiple times. But I heard this voice inside of me. It was the Holy Spirit, and the Holy, and and a lot of people say, "Well, how does the Holy Spirit talk to you?" Well, you know, there was nothing else that <laughs> it wasn't me because I couldn't possibly think of that. It could be through other people, you know. Yeah. yeah, but this it was just me and the worship song, and all of a sudden, I, I miss doing theater. I wish I could do theater again it's like and look up kids drama. So I went on the internet and I looked up kids drama. And so drama kids popped up and I read about it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. <laughs> so I went to my husband and, and by then I had had all like all kinds of business ideas. And my husband would always be like, oh, it's not going to work because of this and this and that. He's, vo he's very like... Um, a realist. Realist, yes. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, well, you know, let's buy the airplane. <laughs> the you know? dreamer, the yes. dreamer. <laughs> and so, uh, and I showed him, look at this. 
I was praying and God said to look up this and I went and looked and he was like that's interesting I can't think of anything but give me 24 hours so um, he couldn't think of anything wrong and he always thought of everything that, that could possibly go wrong yeah. with every one of my ideas and so he couldn't think of anything wrong so I said well I'm gonna buy this business so I didn't have the money to buy it so but we God provided a way and you know I had uh, I took a home equity loan on my house and and bought the business within one year it was paid and I said let's just see where it goes wow, wow. and it's been 17 years <laughs> wow so you'll, you'll be celebrating 20 years uh in just a little bit right it just yeah three more years very exciting and you and you told me you know and when i was asking you for some of the background information you're talking about how maybe you know looking back you wouldn't have thought but but you know that you have no doubt that coming to columbus to here in georgia was really you know part of god's master plan for your life because probably as a, as a little girl in brazil that this was not you know no. on the radar no, 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 no. <laughs> so yes yeah. and it's not even like you know when, when he got a job in columbus georgia i didn't even know where columbus georgia yeah you heard I was it like columbus Atlanta. ohio columbus, <laughs> yes but i'm like georgia yeah and they're like what okay we'll go I you know we'll go. <laughs> and it was the smallest place I've, I've moved i moved here before target yes <laughs> there was no target i tell everybody i'm one of the founding mothers that's right <laughs> of the, bef- the pre-target columbus georgia uh, yes that's right <laughs> there was no target yeah and so i would call home and i say i live in a place there's one mall and my sister would go one mall <laughs> it must be small you come back to sao paulo you know yeah yes. yeah well thank you so much much yes. uh, Valeria Marta for your time I appreciate you, it Jason. and uh, wish you and your family many of God's blessings and and uh, and, and have fun with uh, Gus on in the trip to Israel that's gonna thank be you. it's gonna be I, I can't wait to hear stories from that so. thank you so much it was great catching up with uh, Valeria Marto, my friend uh, local mom and entrepreneur and uh, uh, fitness junkie and Christian uh, who uh, really lives out her faith. And, you know, uh, for Drama Kids International here in uh, greater Columbus, Georgia, she manages a team of seven employees, 30 locations, and approximately 600 students. So it's a it's a big undertaking. And I know she gets those uh, next couple of weeks off and uh, preparing for that trip to Israel. Wish them the, the very best. And she posted uh, recently on uh, on social media, this has uh, been 16 years of doing what God called her to do no better place to live than the center of his will. And uh, I implore you to do the same thing that she did. I mean, you can have different jobs and, and uh, you know, kind of providing for your family and, and having a direction in your life. But if you feel like you're called to do something else, have a passion, have something that God, a desire he's put in your heart, uh, follow that. And uh, it's never too late to, uh, to, to, to draw a new course for you in your life and uh, being part of God's will. And, uh, you know, he wants you to impact people uh, where you have that passion, where you have those gifts that he that he's given you. And uh, Valeria is a, a great example of that. And so, um, uh, and I, I feel like, you know, this is my passion, what I'm doing uh, in terms of, uh, you know, anchoring and reporting uh, television news. I've been doing it now for 25 years, hard to believe. It's been that long since I graduated college. We have a reunion coming up this fall that I may go out and meet some friends at. 
And uh, so it's, uh, you know, I, I feel like that, you know, different times in my life, I feel like, you know, God, is this really what you want me to do? And, and um, but, you know, he's given me signs all along the way that this is where he wants me. This is a platform he's given me to be able to talk about him and glorify him and to, uh, to impact people's lives through the stories we do, we put on TV and through something like this, the podcast, I, you know, again, treat it like a ministry, uh, run the race and uh, talking about running the race of life. And uh, this, uh, the name of this podcast, if you didn't know already, comes from a verse in Hebrews talking about running the race of perseverance and the prize at the end being Jesus Christ. And uh, so, uh, and, and living life to the fullest uh, for him, you know, he doesn't want us just to like, kind of survive life, but to live a life more abundantly, have that joy that you can only get from God. So uh, again, I really appreciate you uh, letting me do this and uh, having more than 160 episodes now, we're going to keep on going and, uh, and uh, until, uh, until they tell us I can't do it anymore, right? <laughs> so uh, we're going to close this episode out in prayer. Dear God, just thank you for this time together where we can talk about, um, you know, being better physically with our lives and fitness and our faith and and stepping on stage and stepping out of our comfort zone and uh, learning communication skills and, um, and and traveling the world. Lord God, give us opportunities to go see things we haven't seen before, cultures, and to open our eyes and, and that we can have new horizons. And Lord God, provide for us to be able to do those things, to, to see new places with our friends and our family. And uh, Lord God, just that we live that life of, uh, you know, of fun and uh, that we uh, look to you uh, for those resources that we need to be able to do things like that. And God, we just thank you for this time. Keep everybody safe in this heat that we're seeing all across the country. Uh, keep me safe on travels and my, me and my son as we head out west very soon. And thank you so much for all your many blessings and for dying on the cross for us, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. And uh, as I alluded to in the prayer, uh, we are headed out to uh, Utah pretty soon, next few days. Going to run a marathon in state number, I think it's 23, if I've counted right. And so looking forward to giving you a race recap on uh, perhaps the next or a a soon episode of Run the Race, which I hope you subscribe to and let other folks know about using hashtag Run the Race. So uh, next time I see you, uh, we'll, uh, we'll have some stories about uh, what it was like running downhill in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Good night.